We're on Hollywood Boulevard. We are. And you guys are in for a surprise. I know that because we are in for a surprise. Because neither of us knows what the other has or does not have to talk about. Yes. So we're all going to find out together. We are, we are flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> spontaneous creatures, even in our advancing age. Spontaneous or spontaneous combustion. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. What do you think is going to happen? Um, well, I think if this podcast makes it to air, I think it means we survived. That's what yes. I think. All right. So what do you have? Well, I have a couple things. I actually have a lot. We There ended up being a bunch of things we could talk about. Um, I watched Squid Game on Netflix. Did you now? I did. I did. I have not watched it yet, but do tell. Well, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm happy to revisit it. And I have to say, speaking of surprises and not knowing... I had no idea what the show was. I just seen the name around for, I guess, about two weeks. I right. heard people talk. I did not know if it was a game show. I did not know if it was a documentary. I did not oh, wow. know if it was a comedy. I didn't know what it was. I did not think it was scripted until Alyssa was like, no, it's it's a narrative show. So you at least know more about it than I initially did. I'm um, like really excited to see. I just haven't really had like that sort of like bandwidth to sort of sit down with it. I fucking love like Korean movies. Like it is just one of uh, Drew uh, Drew Pissara turned me on to it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he had he had this blog that was great. I don't know if he still does it called Korean Grindhouse, where he would oh. like talk about all the like review movies and stuff like that. And so he um. He had me like watch it. I interviewed him for a podcast that I was doing a long time ago that doesn't exist anymore about it. And he like turned me on to a whole bunch of stuff. And so I'm like, I'm so here for like all these Korean shows and, and Korean movies and all that. It's fantastic stuff. Yeah. And I 100% agree that their aesthetic is definitely my jam. It is wonderful. That I really is- like. I guess I haven't seen much in the realm of Korean TV. It's mostly been movies, but yeah, definitely dig their vibe. Yeah, and this seems to have that sort of like it just seems to have the Korean movie vibe, but on TV. Like yeah, you know what I mean, like as an episodic. Totally, but the truth of the matter is, this is a movie. Like it's cut up into a bingeable narrative TV season of nine episodes. But it's a movie. But it's a movie, and it would yeah. work just as well as a movie. Of course, um, it did. It did have that sort of like weird game show quality to it. I'm saying this as somebody who has not seen it. So very authoritatively, kind of you might you. Might still know more than I do. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but that's like a thing in like, I, I think it's a, well, I know it's a, a thing in Japan where they just have like these wacko game shows. We, we've Cre- watched they're them like crazy. before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we've watched them before. Like where a guy, like the, like all the, these people come like running out and like they get beamed with like Nerf balls. I don't like, it's like, it's like banana shit. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? What is this? And it's, and it's just like this weird wackadoodle game show. Yeah, and so you, I was kind of that like, all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh my god, it's like about the weird game shows." And then it was like, "But it has like this decidedly sinister turn." Okay, <laughs> I yeah, I want to watch that. So okay, tell me. Yeah, I mean, I feel I like you have seen this. So that that is sort of it in a nutshell. We follow a character who is really down on his luck. He has a ginormous gambling debt um 
he's a divorced dad of a young girl and is sort of summoned into this money-making venture, um, which by the end of the first episode turns out to be um, a game show with real life and death stakes. Um, There's 456 participants who all turn out to be like gambling addicts with significant debt who have all been lured in because if you win the game show, then you win so much money, you can pay down all your debt. Um, But the thing about this game show is it basically has its contestants reenact a bunch of children's games, except when you lose, you die. So, so not everyone will advance from one game to the next. And not strictly, but for the most part, each episode is basically like a different game. Um, but when you don't advance, when you lose a game, it means you're one of many who is killed by the people <laughs> running the show. Um, and you basically know that by the end of the first episode. So there's a lot more I could say that probably doesn't spoil your understanding of it, but I do kind of want to leave it there. Um, Like I'd rather just talk more about the aesthetics, which is it's actually, I mean, it's so captivating. We were going to watch one episode and watch nine episodes in two days. And um, wow. We'd like shoved everything else we had wanted to watch aside. And um, I mean, just the production value is really sleek really well directed i think it's really well written all of the actors i think are terrific um like all of all of the technical elements the sound the blood the lighting the sets the combination of practical and cgi it's all really really effective and i think really high quality um it and it's a conversation we'll probably have again later this episode is about me wanting to watch more thrilling stuff because it's Halloween. I mean, it's definitely thrilling. It, it, it gets the job done. I still have some questions. There may be a couple head scratching things about what is feasible based on what was going on, which I think is inevitable with, with lots of shows like this. Um, but, but yeah, it is, it's in many ways reminiscent of Hunger Games and Battle yeah. Royale, which influenced the Hunger Games. There are elements of Lost. Um, there's even elements of Indecent Proposal, because we're talking about what would you do if you were in dire financial straits. Uh, but it totally works. I can completely understand why it became such a Netflix hit. Cool. Well, I'm excited to watch it. I'm yeah, I'm on a, yeah I, I look forward to hearing more about it. Um, when you do. I don't even know what more there is to say about it, quite frankly. I just like it so much and want everyone to watch it so I can talk about it. Oh, cool. Okay, then I will definitely watch it and we will come back and talk about it for sure. Yeah, it is definitely not a game show. I will say that. (laughs) So we watched something else on Netflix and I really have nothing to say about that because it's another Britney Spears documentary. It's Britney versus Spears, which basically just recycles a bunch of footage like the last documentary did which basically talks about how the media really sacrificed her and her health and hung her out to dry to profit and look what this documentary is doing the exact same thing (laughs) which is why i'm really loath to give them any credit for anything 
I mean, that's the thing that I'm finding so ironic at this point where everybody's like, "What? look at what the media did to Britney Spears. And it's like, oh, just shut up. Look at what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Now. Look at what you're doing now. Even more you're blatantly. still doing it. Yeah. 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 So. So, yeah, that's the thing that's still happening. Watch, you know watch Squid Game I, first. What? Do you know what documentary I do want to watch um, is the one that came out on Amazon about Britney Murphy. Oh yeah, I just heard about this. Is it? Mm-hmm. Did it just drop? Where there's like new information about how she died? Maybe I believe it just dropped, and there is some new information. I mean, like you know me, I I will read the last page of the book just to find out what happens at the end. Yeah. Um. So I did sort of read one of those top five revelations that we took away from the uh Brittany Murphy from the Brittany Murphy documentary. There's and five. Like, there's more than five. There was five revelations, I guess. I don't know. These were their takeaways. But they weren't really revelations. Like, we all knew she married a creeper. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're revelations to people who just didn't know something 20 years ago. Not, like, actually hidden news. That's all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, like, she married a creeper. Um, They they think that, actually, her... um, She had anorexia. Yeah. And they think that that... Duh, probably was a contributing factor in her death. Of course it was. Like, right? Yes, I mean, yes. that's kind of duh. Um, you know, but there was, I guess, a little bit more about her husband and sort of like, you know, how he was kind of like complicit in her eating disorder and a few other things about like he was creepy with the mom. The, he and the mom had like seemed like to have this inappropriate relationship, or at least they were alluding to it, but it was never like fact, you know? So I don't know. I don't know how much revelations are like new revelations that there actually are. So it focuses on her, right? I don't know. I didn't watch it yet. But so my I'm guess is, do they also talk about him? Because he also died under the mysterious circumstances, right? Yeah, but nobody cares. Okay. I mean, I would care if there was a link beyond like I mean, mold. I guess, but I mean, I don't know. Who would it be? The mom? I don't know. I don't know either, but I don't think that, I don't think that, I think it's really about Brittany Murphy and not about him. Um, I, uh, my, so the day she died, I was on a work trip with my work friend, Ryan, and then, and he, we found out cause his girlfriend like texted him while we were waiting to take off. And then however many months later, Ryan was on another trip. And he texted me and he was like, Brittany, or whatever his name was, Simon something? I don't know. Simon remember, something, Mondra. yeah. Yeah, he's like, Simon, blah, 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 died. I was like, Ryan, you need to stop getting on planes. Oh! <laughs> so you wanted that to be the revelation of the documentary, didn't you? No, I really feel like if he was, it was Ryan. in this documentary, I would have found out. Like, <laughs> like, it was like all fingers, the documentary, the fingers were pointing to Ryan for getting on airplanes. Yeah, because, by the way, if that were true, then I would want to have been a talking head. Yeah. All those soulless people who, like, <laughs> sell themselves, like, for the lowest bidder for any of these documentaries, I'm not above it. No, I don't blame you. Doug's your man, folks. You making a documentary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Tell your friends. Put the word out. No shame. <laughs> We'll talk on documentaries. Um, well, yeah, now I'm intrigued. So if you watch it, let me know. And if you like I it, will. then maybe I'll watch it. I will. I'll, I'll let you know about that. Um, I can also talk about theater because I went to the theater again. <gasps> That's right. What'd you go see? I saw Six, a Broadway musical. 
everybody's kind of raving about that. It's a really fun show. This is actually a show that was supposed to open right before the pandemic. The day they declared the pandemic was to be the show's opening night. So literally like three or four hours before showtime, before opening was when everything shut down. It's about 17 months ago. God. No, 19 months ago. Um, oh. And so I had seen this a couple days before the shutdown, and then we just saw it just officially opened last week. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's really like an American Idol live type of show. And you have six women playing the six wives of Henry VIII, and it's a competition where they all sing their different sob stories, and the winner is based on who is deemed to have suffered the most at the hands of Henry. Um, so it's like, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. The songs are different modern styles. One is, you know, based on like an Alicia Keys sound. One is an Adele sound. One is a Britney sound. There's a Beyonce sound. There's a Lady Gaga sound, uh, as, as the different actresses talk about, um, you know, their misfortune. Uh, it's, as the show begins, they all announce what their specific fates were of the six. It was divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Um, (laughs) and it has a very, like, it has a very obvious girl power theme. It's, it's not really a feminist retelling of the story as much as it is a way of saying, Hey, you're defining us based on, the the man you, you're defining us based on how history has always portrayed us but but we're people too and and you should understand us as more than just being the wives mm-hmm. um look it's a fun gambit and a fun conceit more than it, i think truly succeeds on a deeper level um so, like, I don't think there's much you can say about what it's doing in a social context that's particularly clever. But what I can say is it's hella fun to watch. And the lighting, the costumes, the orchestrations, great. You know, and the actresses can all move really, really great. Most of them can sing really great. I was sad to see at the press performance I went to that two of the six... Uh, actresses had understudies in there though the understudies were fine Uh, I mean better than fine they were quite good Um, you know like they're all they're all solid Um, all of the work is all of the work is really good and it's fun it's a very quick 80 minutes you know again it's not doing truly meaty groundbreaking work but it's really fun and I'm happy to say that that theater looked pretty full. I don't know how much of that was press comps or, or other comps. So a lot of the audience seemed to be cheering for the um, uh, Jane Seymour understudy. So I wondered if they were her friends who all got tickets to support her. But, yeah, um, probably, that, that's, that was probably part of it, but good for them. It was, know, as opposed to, say, Passover, which was at like 12%, this Ooh. one looked pretty damn full. Well, I mean... Good for them. Wait, I wanted to ask you, did anything look different from a, like over, you know, what, almost two years ago? To, did they make any changes or was it kind of pretty much the show you saw? I think it's pretty much the show I saw. They okay. may have made a, a line here or there may have been tweaked. Um, but I think for the most part, I, th- I think the show remains the show. Okay, cool. I was just kind of curious about that. Um, and it already speaks a little bit to the moment to the reckoning that we had during 
COVID um, had. Like, it's not still going on. But um, but, more <laughs> of it, but more of it really was a response to Me Too language. So that already existed. So that's why I think little of it really had to be changed. I gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and it's cool. And, like, the banter of the six women going at each other is fun. The timing of the delivery is great. Um so yeah, I think it's a I think it's a fun show. If you can get a not too expensive ticket, uh, totally worth it. Oh, cool, good to and, know. And I think they're anticipating a a decent open ended run. So so I'm not saying wait because you never know, but um, there's no I would, there's I would, no set closing date that you must get a I ticket would, by. I would go sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I agree. Point. Yeah. Um, you know, Broadway is really creaking along. It seems like. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it's, I think audiences are probably building, but I don't think they're building very quickly. Yeah. I think that's accurate. You know, so, um, yeah. So I'd go, I'd go get the tickets sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah, I would follow that advice. Um, do I have anything else to talk about? No, I think next week I'll just tease it out. I'll, talk about the American crime story impeachment that I've been watching, uh, mm. part of the Ryan Murphy universe with yeah. Sarah Paulson and Beanie Feldstein. I hear I you. I hear watched... what you're saying. <laughs> ah, you know how I feel about him. Um, I <laughs> like, I've been so curious about American crime story since it started, but Ryan Murphy and I don't get along. Yeah, I'm also watching the latest American Horror Story, so I can really talk about him. Here's the thing. We talk about self-loathing on the other podcast, not because we're doing like a Brene Brown kind of thing on it, just because that's happening on the show. Um, I think this is my self-loathing. I watch Ryan Murphy year after year. Like, you're just like kicking yourself like while you're down. Like, why? I have no answer. I need help. This message, this podcast is my cry for help. I don't understand his career. I know we've talked about this before, but I just, I'm still quite dumbfounded. Like American Horror Story still continues. It is garbage. It is a flaming dumpster fire. It's awful. I couldn't get past the first episode of the first American Horror Story. And it's gotten so much worse. I don't I even, I, I don't even argue. It was like 15 yeah. minutes. I mean, yeah. like, it was like the guy shows up in his latex suit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Karen, like 11 seasons in, that's probably the highlight. Oh. That's how bad. Yeah, they're bad. They're lazy. They're insulting. They're all those things we watch anyway. Not even my love of Stevie Nicks could get me to watch. No. and The one and that she showed up in. She's not even in that much. Yeah. See, it was like the Ryan yeah. Murphy and switch. I don't understand. So I will do the talking about American crime story next week. Okay, great. Um, yeah. Anything else? I'm. Oh, I know what I'm going to talk about next week. Okay. So you know how I want to watch Halloweeny things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that we watch the Housewives shows in this household. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills's Kyle Richards is going to be in the new Halloween movie, Halloween Kills, which is coming out this weekend. We're going to watch that. So she I will talk about it. actually got a it. job job? Well, I mean, she's tooting her horn like it's Silence of the Lambs and she's Jodie Foster. No. So here's, <laughs> but here's, here's something you might not know. Kyle Richards was 
a child actress and yes, she's in the original Halloween. She's one of the kids that mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis was babysitting in the first one. So part of the plot of this newest part of the franchise is the kids who survived are all grown up oh. and like Michael Myers is stalking them again. So That's actually really smart. It is smart. I kind of surprised, I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't do, it do it before. It before. <laughs> Exactly. Like it took them this long to do it. Does Jamie Lee Curtis show up? Or it's yeah, like I think it's still Jamie Lee Curtis's movie. Oh, um, excellent! Uh, like Kyle Richards has been talking about this movie all season long on the show. Like she's Frances McDormand or something. Um, so I just want to see if she dies and how. Is this in theaters or is it going to be streaming or do we uh, know? a combination? It's going to be in theaters and it's going to be on the Peacock network so they're using that to i think get some people to um purchase like the premium thing um and are you doing it are you going to the theater i think no we we haven't gone to the theater yet and this ain't going to be the one that does it um (laughs) we're crazy but we're not insane um but here's the thing they're gonna be releasing some other housewives content in the next month or two like they've got some standalone like all-star seasons on peacock it's like all right well we'll pay for it because it's not just to watch this one thing it's going to be a couple things um yeah i feel like i should bow my head in shame but i have none so yes i'm gonna watch it um but I still would like, if anyone has other ideas of other Halloweeny things, we did watch an old school uh, scary movie that was on TCM this week, uh, The Innocents, which is a, a adaptation of The Turn of the Screw by Henry James with Deborah Carr. Mm-hmm. And, and from like the 1960-61, which was good. And we watched The Muppets Haunted Mansion on <gasps> Disney+, Plus, which was Aww. actually really, really cute and really charming. And not too, like it wasn't too kitty and it wasn't too corporate or anything. Um, that actually I give a recommend for, especially if you do have kids and are listening. That sounds fun. I might watch that on my own. It's like 45 minutes. No kids. That's okay, too. Oh, God. All right. I got nothing this week. Well, I've given you so much. You have given me so much. But even if you can only watch, even if you can, uh, I'm good. My DVR is full. I'm good. (laughs) Um, Even if you can only watch one or two episodes of Squid Game, I'm going to say if you have a pocket of time, maybe this weekend, uh, to give it a whirl. I have no time this weekend. I am going to be at my very first author conference. What? Yeah. Way to bury the lead. What? Yeah. Tell us more. I'm going to the Fall in Love New England romance conference in Boxborough, Massachusetts. That's Not so cool. Boxborough. Um, where I'm going to have a table and I'm going to be signing books. So if you guys want to go, I think you can still get tickets. Um, well, actually, by the time this goes out, I don't. I might already be there. Um, but <laughs> well, let's try and get it out earlier. I know I got to get it out early. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's. I'm. I can't even believe that I'm doing. It. I've never done this before. Um, so I wanted. And that was supposed to be like my thing in 2020. I was like, you are going to go to an author conference in 2020. And then, you know, 
COVID. Then, we, yeah. we all know Out what happened. Out of your hands. Yeah. Out of my hands. Um, and so I, so, so like, I was like over the summer looking for author conferences and I found one that hadn't been like booked up yet. And it was close by cause it was like my first, I didn't want to have to like get on a plane and, you know, yeah. so it was kind of perfect that it was, you know, I was able to drive to, I'll be able to drive to it and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm doing it. I mean, I can't say I'm like, overly impressed with the organizational skills of the <laughs> conference people well this will be redacted when we share the, this with no, them no it won't i really don't care i the what one of the um the lady that runs it was a little nasty to me oh, so um care. so i'm kind of feeling like uh, they're probably going to stick me in a corner somewhere where nobody can find me um so I, i'm so I'm not, I'm like kind of like walking into this with like not a whole lot of confidence. Um, so in, is this a one day thing? Is this Saturday the 16th? It is Friday and Saturday. Friday so and Saturday. it starts oh. on Friday and it goes through Saturday night. So I'll be gone from Friday to Sunday So do you morning. have to bring like tons of like posters and flair? I, I have to bring a lot of swag. Mm. And I was going to bring swag anyway. Like we always like stickers, bookmarks, you know, like give like little shitty giveaway things like people like, like it and you know, you do it. But, um, but this thing was like, there were all these extras that I didn't, I wasn't aware of when I, when I like, you know, signed on the dotted line, like they have gift bags. And they want me to put stuff in the gift bags. They've got, um, it, I don't know, they do this thing after brunch with charms where we give charms to the readers. So I had to like get these like charms. And then they have, um, and then you, you, you're supposed to like do a gift basket that they give away to a reader. I don't know. It's, it all costs the whack because like, you know, I'm not going to do this and not have branded shit, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to just do like, oh, here's, I don't know, like, what what would you like put in a gift, like, you know, like what goes in a gift basket, right? Like, it's all going to be branded shit. So now I have to buy branded shit. But, you know, I don't want to put not branded shit in it, right? Because that kind of defeats the purpose. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it just ended up costing like a lot more than I thought it would. And um and I mean, which I guess is fine to a degree. I, I was already looking at this as not a money-making mm-hmm. thing. This was just about like getting my feet wet, yeah. experiencing it, seeing what I thought, seeing if I liked it, seeing if it was something, you know, it just, you know, to move on to the next conference, a bigger conference. And, but this is just so far, I can't say that I would do this again. I certainly not this conference. I will not do well, this Well, I'm glad again. you're going. And I hope it's still a better experience than what you're anticipating. There are more authors right now, more signing authors than there are attendees. Oh, well, I have worked events like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it awful? Well, it was awful because I was responsible for getting more attendees than ended up showing up. But like, you know, I mean, I get it. Like everybody has day jobs and like, you know, it's, it's hard to stay organized and all that. But I mean, it is just like bad. Like, like you, like I go to their social media and they're, they have like no followers. They have no engagement. Um, you know, I go to, you know, like their email marketing, I haven't gotten anything from them about like on email, like nothing. So it's like, they do everything on Facebook, which is just bad. 
Um, it just is, I don't know. It just is very badly organized. And I finally got an email today that looks like it was a marketing email going out to attendees that was just basically like all text. And it was like literally a line of text. Don't forget this weekend. The event is this weekend. And it didn't even say what event (laughs) it was. It was just, even though it was from, you know, fall in love, whatever, but it still wasn't like there was nothing. And it was just like, don't forget the event is no more details. No more. I was just like, oh man, really? So yeah, I was just kind of, I, I don't know. I was. I'm sure like, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to meeting the readers that are there, Yeah. but you know, I, I'm sort of, it just feels like it was a bit, it's like going to be a big bust. Well, I hope it's not. And either way, I'm still glad you're doing it. And if any listeners are in the vicinity, um, if you want more info, hit us up on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Back on and the like, blog pod. Yeah, and like, please, if you're in the area and you want to come out, like, and support, I would love to see you because I'm going to be sitting behind my table all by myself in the corner. Yeah, help a girl out. Help a girl out. And I hope you're not baby put in the corner, but yeah. I think baby is going to be in the corner. Mm. Nobody does that. I but know. maybe this person does. I know, because I because I had the nerve to call her out and be like, hey, I was sending this email to the person that runs this thing on Facebook because that's the only way we communicate. And I haven't gotten confirmation that it was received. Do, do you know, if she, does anyone know if she's on holiday? Because, you know, I just want to make sure that she gets it. Because everything was deadline, right? Deadlines, deadlines, deadlines. I want to make sure that it, or it's arrived and it hasn't gone. Do you know that woman, like, like reamed me on Facebook? No. I'm like About yeah, how busy her. she was and how dare I post something like that publicly? And why don't I, I should have, like, approached her, you know, privately and i'm like i was trying to approach privately i was emailing you you weren't getting back to me like you know (laughs) and i mean it was like completely like me saying i think is she on holiday like is there a reason why i don't know if my stuff is going through and she's like and she's like and i was like oh my god what so anyway well you can tell us all about it next week I know. And then she deleted the Facebook post. I hate this woman. I know, right? Yeah, I really, like, that's such trash behavior. <laughs> right? Then, then yeah, like, it she is. deleted yeah. the Facebook post. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I even apologized. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it in the way that you took it. Didn't respond to my apology. Well, you've done everything you can. I did. I did. But anyway, baby's going to be in a corner. But as soon as that happened, I was like, eh, you know what? Like, I'm supposed to, like, go early and give them, like, my thing to put in the gift bags. And I'm like, I don't even trust that my shit's going to go in the gift bags. So I think I'm just going to have it on my table. So, like, mm. come by my table if you want to. Yeah, you guys. Condom. Come by the table. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. Good times had by all, I'm sure. Yep. You can tell us all about the good times. I will. I will the good tell time. you all about it next week. All, all right. right. I think that is all, guys. We wish you well. Hope you're having a good October. If you're near Boxborough, go say hi to Karen in person. I could use the company. <laughs> Well, we look forward to hearing about it. And we look forward to hearing anything from you guys. Hit us up on Facebook. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. They give us life, perhaps literally. Uh, Otherwise, 
take care. Have a great week. See you later. We'll see you next week back on the boulevard. Bye.